Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Athletes Mindset podcast. We are so excited to have our coaches together. Um, we're missing one today, but we have Coach Stacy, Coach Ryan, and myself, Coach Amy, from the Athletes Mindset Academy to talk to you guys about a topic um, that we use regularly for ourselves, a tool. And we, I, I like to say it's called Make Your Dreams Come True. I think we all kind of take this version and, and use it in the way we want with our own athletes and clients. Um, so the first thing that I want to kind of discuss for a second is what is a belief? Because that's where everything stems from is what we're believing. And Stacy, do you want to talk to us about what a belief is? Want to tell us that first? Yeah. So a belief, I like to define a belief as something that you just, is a thought that you keep on thinking that you have decided is true. And so a belief is literally just a thought that you think over and over again, and you think it, and you also think the thought along with it, that thought is true. Mm. Um, sometimes they may be really uh, conscious things that you've chosen to believe, mm -hmm. you know, like things that you maybe uh, guiding principles of your life or things of faith or anything like that. Um, they also may be really unconscious, which is something that you, <clears throat> um, that you really believe is true. Um, it's even hard to describe the word without using the word, right? right. <laughs> but it's something that you really think, yes, this, this is true. Even if you don't want it to be true, even if you're like, even, especially when it's a thought about yourself, I'm always this way. I just mess up this way. I just do this thing wrong. Um, there's something wrong with me. Even when there are thoughts that you don't want to think are true, but you just also still really, you think it often and you, when you think it, you think that it is just a fact. Yeah. I love it. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on beliefs just in general before we go to this tool? So just real quick, I love what Stacy says. Yes, it's something that you're telling yourself over and over and over again. And one of the things we have to remember is a belief can be based on what other people have told us. And a belief, if somebody tells us something over and over and over again, those words get ingrained into our mind and then we attach feelings to them and values mm -hmm. and it becomes a belief. Mm -hmm. So when you have your beliefs, make sure they're yours. Mm -hmm and not someone else's or what someone else is telling you to believe. Make sure they're mm -hmm. your belief. Well, Makes and I along, yeah, I love, I love both of those um, comments. I was just thinking a couple of things when you say, make sure they're yours. Essentially when we're born, <laughs> we are getting a lot of influence from the paternal and the maternal side of, of it from the age of six to eight, we are looking to um, motherly figures to give us a sense of, of beliefs and fatherly figures to give us a sense of beliefs, right? And so when you say, make sure they're yours, what I would add to that is make sure you continue to like what you're believing, mm -hmm. even if they don't stem from your core beliefs. Cause when you're born, you're looking for some type of anchor, some type of guidance. And so I really like the idea of, Hey, make sure you still, they're yours in the sense that you look at them, you evaluate them and make sure they're serving you still. Um, and like Stacy said that these beliefs are just thoughts that you're having over and over. One more thing I was thinking about is that's the meaning that we add even to our thoughts. If we look at our thoughts as just neutral, which I love to think about that, our thoughts are just there. They don't have any meaning until we decide that they mean something. 
So when you have these ideas that come to you, presented to you, you get to still choose whether or not you want to make those mean something about you. So as far as meanings go, as far as making your dreams come true, which is the tool that we want to talk about today, um, you always have the choice on every thought that comes to you that just pops up in your mind to choose to continue to believe that, that thought. And when we give meaning to things over and over, like Stacy said, that's when we have a belief. And usually beliefs are subconscious, which means you're not aware of them, but you are aware of the patterns that you're seeing in your life. If you're not eating well, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not acting, if you're not consistently, um, if you're hesitating often, you can see where your beliefs are based on the, the actions you're taking. So I think that's a really easy way to find out what you're believing is look at your results, look at your actions. So um, Stacey, let's go back to you. Tell us a simple way. If somebody wants to create a new belief, if they want to create a new result, what would they do? Tell us a simple kind of formula. Yeah. So we talked about this last week, but I think it's worth going over. Um, but when we have a belief, when we have a thought, we've thought over and over again, the way our brain works is it creates this pathway. And so it's literally a road that's been created in your brain that goes to a specific destination. And that road is going to be well-used, well-loved, well-worn, and your brain is going to want to continue to use it. The problem is when that destination isn't where you want to go, it doesn't matter how good the road is, you need to build a new road. And building a new road is a lot of work. Your brain does not want to do it. And so it's going to continue to go back to the other one. That's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with that. You just need to now begin to put in the work to build a new road. And the way that you build a new road in your brain is you think a new thought and you work towards it to believe it. So next week, we're going to talk about the process of how do you actually go like from one to the next. But this week, we really want to talk about figuring out what it is that new thought that you, that new belief that you want to believe and understanding it enough to be motivated to build that road. Like maybe like think about like, we're going to fly you to that new destination that you want to go to. And you're going to check it out and make sure it's really worth doing the work to build the road to get there. And so, so the first thing that you want to do is understand how this new belief is going to play out in your life. And so the first thing that you ask yourself is if I really believed this, how would I feel? Mm -hmm. And then I honestly, like, I think that athletes as a whole, our society as a whole, we are not taught a lot about our feelings and about how to engage with them and identify with them. And so I always like to say, when I first started to learn how to identify my feelings, I could do mad, sad, and hungry. <laughs> that was about it. And so I always pull out a feelings wheel, even now a feelings chart, you can look up anyone online. And I like to really get specific. I don't want to just say I would feel excited. I want to say like a really detailed word that would get me to, to something that's going the, the feeling that I would really feel if I really believed that thought. Yeah. And then if I really felt that way, what actions would I take from feeling, from that feeling. Mm -hmm. And then what actions would I not take if I felt that way? Yeah. And looking at all of those actions, um, what would the results be? And if those results aren't the ones that you're looking for, then this isn't the right destination. You don't want to build a road here. Yeah. 
And so maybe then you try out a different one. Last week, we asked you to make a whole list of new beliefs that would get you to this new dream, your new goal that you're trying to get to. So then maybe you go, oh, it turns out that that thought, even if I really believed it wouldn't do it for me. So let me grab a different one and let me run that through the same process. How would I feel if I felt that way? What would I do? If I did those things, what would the result be? And then from there, you can really begin to understand it. And it's, it's good to play around with it. Um, because here's the thing. If you already believed this thought, you would already have that result. Right. And so it is a little bit of an imagination game because when you think this thought, you're not going to feel that feeling yet. Because if you already did, you would already be taking those actions and getting that result. And so you kind of have to imagine if I really believed this, would I feel that way? And then that will really give you some good information to decide what thought you want to work on believing, what new belief you want to adopt to get this, this result you're going after. Thanks, Stacy. Okay, Brian, I have a question to add on to what Stacy was just saying. So just like Stacy said, if we have this thought and you're not quite sure about how you feel, what's a good way to get in touch with what you actually feel instead of what you think you want to feel? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And um, so I'm going to answer that question. And then I want to tell a story about how deep our feelings or not our feelings, but our beliefs can go. Okay. Um, so to answer your question is how can we identify thoughts and feelings? The best way to do that is through stillness. You actually have to remove yourself from the situation, from your mind. You have to stop and think, breathe. When they, you know, when I was little or when now that my kids are little, I'm always telling my kids, okay, count to 10. Just breathe. Count your breaths. Okay, your mind can only hold one thought at a time. So if you're counting your breaths, then your mind can actually clear and then you can actually focus on the feelings that you're feeling and how that's driving the belief that you have. So taking just a few minutes in stillness to yourself can make a huge difference. Okay. Now beliefs can be very, very deep. Let me tell you how deep they can be. So yesterday I'm having lunch at Wingnuts, which is here in uh, St. George, Utah. Okay, they're playing some 80s songs and, and I'm just, you know, playing them in my head as they're coming on. Brian Adams, the theme song from Robin Hood, <laughs> if you know, with Kevin Costner comes on and I immediately go back to the skating rink, love songs, holding someone's hand and skating around, right? As soon as I had that thought, I had the belief in my head that there's no way a girl would want to skate with me and hold my hand, even though I really wanted to. And then the feelings of fear started coming up. And we're talking, this is 30 years later, right? Of not being able to find a girl to skate and being able to just, and being standing there on the side of the skating rink all by myself. I had taught myself that belief. So 30 years later, it's still a belief that's instilled in me when that song came on, I had that thought mm-hmm. and that feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy process, mm-hmm. but changing the, the things that we feel and believe can happen. 
And it happens just one thing at a time, one belief at a time. Don't try and take more, just do one. So like that list that you guys created that we had you put together last time, pick one and start working on that belief structure and redoing that and do that through stillness. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, you guys. I hope the, the tools that we just offered you, you guys, just to recap, we want you to identify one belief that you want to believe. Okay, not just the beliefs that your old beliefs that are the old pathways, like Stacy said, the old ro roads. We want you to start working on something that you want to believe, which means you're going to have to practice what you want to make it mean about you, what these thoughts are going to mean about you, and pick one, like Ryan said and Stacy said, pick one and write it down, and then really sit in stillness to feel what you would really, what you believe you would feel if you truly believe that thought, and if you did feel that way, what would you go do? What behaviors would you do and not do, like Stacy said? And everything we get in our life is because of what we're doing. The results we have are because of our actions. So notice what your actions would be and if that's going to create the results you want. So hopefully that helps you guys have a little tool for this week. And we really quick, Amy, let me let yeah. me. Um, interject. <laughs> let's tell our, let's talk really quick to our coaches and parents about how to help their athletes. Oh, thank you, Stacey. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we know we've got, we've got, we've got some athletes listening, but we also have a lot of coaches and parents. And so yeah, one of the things that I wanted to point out was when you think a certain thought, it, it drives a feeling in you. Mm -hmm. And when someone else thinks a thought, it drives a different, or it may drive a different feeling in them. And so that's why we can have the same things happen to us, but we can actually get completely different results out of it because, or we can even have the same thought, but we can feel very differently when we think that thought, like when Ryan just talked about the, the Ryan Adams song, like I wouldn't have thought anything about a skating rink or about a girl wanting to hold my hand. Right. And so when you feel like if my athlete would just think this, then I know they would get the result they want. That's not actually the case because your athlete is different than you are. And the thought that's going to lead to their, the belief that they're, that that's going to lead to getting them to the goal is going to be very unique to them. And we have some specific want, some thoughts that we found are successful for lots of people, but I'm always surprised at what the athletes come up with. And so while it's helpful for you to suggest new beliefs to them and even help and, and help them by using this process, it's, you want it to be something that they also go, yeah, that's the one I would feel this way. Um, and then help them work towards that one rather than just helping them work towards what, what would work for you. And that's a really good point, Stacey. I love, thank you for jumping in. The other thing with that saying that is, um, if I want and, and parents, this is what I was just thinking about as a parent of athletes. I always just think if they just believe in themselves, well, what does that even mean? And if they just would believe, you know, in their abilities and their potential, well, for us as parents, maybe we need to work on what do we believe about us as a parent to a child who's working on their own beliefs, because we ourselves are working on our own beliefs. And like yeah. Stacey said, our beliefs are going to look different, even if they're the same words. Yeah. Words resonate differently with everybody. So, yeah. But as a parent, I think you do have, you know, we were talking about that six to eight year old range. And, and as a parent, you do have 
and a coach, honestly, um, when we're working with children, you do have a really unique place. Like mm-hmm. w- when we're coaching anyone else on these kinds of things, we would never say this because you, we would not say that your, th- that what you say is going to influence the beliefs of somebody else, because again, it goes down to their thoughts and what they think about it, but children are being formed Mm -hmm. and they're learning how to believe something new. And they really do take on a lot of the beliefs that we, as their parents and coaches say to them again and again and again. And so, so you really do have a unique place as a parent or a coach. You can't force your child to believe a new belief. You can't force your athlete to believe a new belief, but you are very influential in helping them craft it. And so just, and the most way that you're going to influence them is what, back to what Amy said, is what you believe about yourself. It's not even going to be what you tell them they should believe, but it's going to be what they watch you believing and what they hear from you and what you believe about them. And so- So working on your own beliefs about yourself that they watch and then working on helping influence them again and again and again with the beliefs that they believe about themselves um, will really go a long way for them being able to do the work. Thanks. Okay. So I have a thought and then Ryan, throw in whatever you want to. As far as an example, I was listening this morning to a therapist and I wish I could remember her name, but she was kind of going along the same lines as one of the core beliefs that all of us have in general is I'm not enough in some area of our life. Right. And um, she gave a parenting example. And she just said, when, when we criticize, when we tell our kids that they should be different, that they should do something better, Mm -hmm. that they're not doing it right. It just ties into the belief. I'm not enough. And when we're not enough, we're going to prove either. We're just going to feel like we're not enough and we're going to show up in that way, or we're going to put another layer on it to fight against that belief that we don't want to believe we're not enough and burn ourselves out proving that we're enough. So it's a really uh, interesting way that Stacey says an influence. And I, now that my kids are almost raised, I think, can I just go back 20 years and try this again? (laughs) (laughs) But it's really interesting to think of things like, you know, when we're on the phone and we dismiss the fact that they need a little attention for a minute, it's one of those moments where, hey, you know, I, I'm maybe not important. And those beliefs are not because we're telling them they're not important. It's how they make meaning to the situation that is an influence. It doesn't mean that's all the kids are going to take it as that, but it's something to be aware of as parents that what we are doing, what we were saying, it does have an influence and they get to choose how they're going to uh, make it mean to them. But one of the default meanings that most of us take from interactions with others is I'm not enough. So maybe we can all just be a little aware of that belief, underlying belief that we tend to like to default to. So. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing that I wanted to do is trying to make this a little bit simple as a coach or a parent, two phrases that you always want to remember. One is be curious. So what I mean by that is always asking your athlete or your child or your student or whatever it is, how did that make you feel when you made that mistake? What did that look like? What are you hearing when that happens? What is going on inside you and get them to talk to you and, ex- and share their experience, okay? Mm-hmm. Now that leads us to number two, which is be open. Don't be closed off in your own world and your own belief that you don't let them feel the feelings and have the beliefs that they need to feel. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the right to their feelings, whether they're good, bad, or ugly, okay? Mm-hmm. 
as a coach or a parent, then you can encourage them to either pursue those beliefs or, and this is an important word, invite them to change them. Mm. You can't make them change them, but you can invite them and you can make a suggestion to, okay, maybe we could do this instead. And then they can start to rebuild the, re the belief structure if necessary. Mm -hmm. But it may not be necessary because everybody is entitled to whatever beliefs or feelings that they have. So be curious about what's going on with your athlete and then be open to even learning new things from them and letting them experience their own feelings and beliefs. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Love it. All right. That was beautiful. Okay, you guys, we hope you have a flipping awesome week. If you have any questions, go to uh, Athletes Mindset Academy. And you can reach out to Stacy. Allie is also a coach and coach Ryan and myself, coach Amy. We are happy to help you to dive a little deeper into any of these things that you hear that you have questions about. We also have a lot of um, every day. There's something on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. Go ahead and go to those places. We are trying to constantly help in any way we can to empower you as well as the parents, the coaches, the athletes, everybody, because we're all involved when it comes to athletics. It's not just a one person thing. All right. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.